You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. On my recent trip to Disney World, I was able to ride Splash Mountain one final time before it was closed down for renovations, and it will never reopen as Splash Mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It will reopen as Tiana's Bayou Adventure following the Princess and the Frog movie. In Frontierland, you could see that Everyone was giddy about going on Splash Mountain one last time, the old classic, before it closed down. The whole time we were in line, the conversations around us were all about how they remembered the first time they wrote it, so many years ago. They talked about how it exhilarated them and lifted their spirits. And some were very hesitant to see what Splash Mountain would become. Others were excited, ready to live with the times, ready to see something new, something more familiar to them. Well, in the last days of my closing, my boyfriend sent out a memo he had to send out. My boyfriend sent out a memo to his cast members asking them to kindly not remove things from Splash Mountain. Things were changing, and people wanted a little piece of it for a keepsake something tangible to remember the way things were before they all change. Well, today we meet Jesus not on Splash Mountain, but on another mountaintop. It is unclear why Jesus is taking us up the mountain at this particular point. And if we, yet, if we know anything about Jesus, timing means everything. To be crass, Jesus wants them to ride Splash Mountain one more time before it all changes before he changes from very much alive to very much dead. Just the chapter before, Jesus is scared. Jesus is scaring the disciples by matter-of-factly telling them about his impending death and resurrection. It is in in the face of death and resurrection that Jesus does not give a simple, get on board or we are leaving you behind. Instead, Jesus takes us all up to the mountain to teach us how to say goodbye and to gift us with the process of transformation. I actually went back to look at the Greek because I want to relay the most full translation as to what Jesus and the disciples experienced. The Greek is metamorphou, which means to transform into something more beautiful or elevated. Contrast that with the different definitions of merely change, to make different, to replace with something else. The pinnacle of Jesus' transformation is God's pronouncement, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The mountaintop is for Jesus and for us to be held in the light when we most need it 
to mark the significance that Jesus and us come to behold that we are beloveds, made in the image of God, with whom God is well pleased, transforming glory into glory. It is a holy place. House for all sinners and saints has been and is a holy place, a mountaintop. It is a place where those who need it can be held in the light when they most need it. It is a place where we can finally check the bullshit at the door and the evil voices in our mind that tell us that we are far from beloved. Yet it is this mountaintop, this place, that we encounter the means of grace, gospel, bread, wine, and water, Elements so ordinary, yet so transformative, because they rewire our very being. They rewire our entire community so that we can come to behold ourselves as sinners and saints, loved nonetheless, made in God's image and with whom God is so well pleased. And change, the word change, does not even begin to capture what has happened to the faithful who have experienced the mountaintop here in this place? This place of great transformation from outsider to family, from tolerated to celebrated, embraced fully as we are made in the image of God to the point that it makes us simultaneously want to draw near and it terrifies us where honesty and vulnerability is met with love and community rather than manipulation and dismissal. Here on this mountaintop, we have had the most holy privilege of being witness to the transfigurations within our midst. And if we are being completely honest, these transformations have exhilarated us. And like the disciples, these transformations have also terrified us. It is not just a change, not just something completely new, nor is it something completely old. It's jarring to witness the old and new existing in an embodied tension. And yet it is so enticing. I, as your pastor, have the privilege of witnessing you all transform each and every day. Transformation, as you care for aging parents and learn to live into a new reality for your loved one brought on by dementia, transformed into endless love and compassion. Transformation, as you raise your family, casting off gender roles and limitations the world wants to place on you. Transformation, as you dare to follow the inner knowledge from God to become who God has created you to be. Transformation, as you have turned your grease and loss of loved ones into new, different, intimate relationships of love. Transformation, as you step out into the scary world with a little less anxiety each day. And yet, we as followers of Jesus know that when Jesus does something himself, 
we're going to be asked to do likewise. It's nothing new, but it newly pisses me off. While these transformations have been life-giving for us, they have also come with a cost. Seeing Jesus and other people transformed and come alive can't help but compel us and terrify us to also transform and come alive. It only seems logical that the story should end there. Yeah, Jesus, we are having a good time. You scared us a little bit by your transformation, but hey, it's way better than the doom and gloom from yesterday. You talking about death and all. Let's put up some tents. Let's make this home. Let's bolt all the furniture into the floor. Let's stay here because the world is too scary. Splash Mountain cannot simply cease to exist. We have to keep it just the way it is. Or do we? I think that being asked to go down the mountain is even scarier than the scariness of the transformation we experience on the mountaintop in this place. For one thing, the mountaintop is tangible. It had a container. It became logical. The world out there is so unforgiving, unrelenting. Of course I want to clench and hold on. When Jesus transfigures, Matthew tells us that the disciples were terrified by God's pronouncement. In that transcendent moment, in that time when no one can actually get a grasp of what is going on, Jesus gets on the floor with us, touches us, and grounds us back into reality. Even in the transcendental, even in transfiguration, becoming something more beautiful or elevated, more true to who God has called us to be, Jesus' inclination is compassion and reality. Compassion for friends who now are left to make sense of who they are and who Jesus is. Compassion and reality that the mountaintop is not just changing, it is transforming. A process more life-giving, more involved, more scary than basic change. Compassion and reality that we must go down the mountain that we cannot stay on the mountaintop forever. In the beginning of my sermon, I said that Jesus' timing was everything. And there must be a reason why Jesus is taking them to the mountaintop this Sunday. I think he takes them to the mountaintop because they are about to journey down the mountain, into the valleys, into Lent, and eventually to the cross. We cannot stay on the mountaintop forever. Even if we try to clench on too tightly or grasp it, transformation and transfiguration have set us in motion. And yet, the mountaintop experience is exactly what we needed to equip us for the journey to the cross. The journey to the crosses this world has erected. The transfiguration of Jesus and ourselves has given us each other. In the transcendental, Jesus has compassionately touched us, 
with reality and the sacramental. It has given us devastating grace and reckless mercy. It has given us a radically, offensively open table, a meal that tastes of freedom without exception. It has transformed us into sinners and saints, anti-excellence, pro-participation. Dear church, as a people of the cross, we are being asked to come down off of the mountaintop. Jesus transforms us on the mountaintop to then send us back into the valleys to use the transformation we have found to reshape and transform the world around. We are being asked to bring our transformed selves and stand as witnesses to the way the world could be, cultivating mountaintop experiences that render life out of death, freedom out of bondage. When Jesus' transformation, my transformation, your transformation, this world's transformation collide, things might look a little different. And the gifts from the mountaintop are still more important than ever. And when we need it, Jesus, with all compassion, will touch us, ground us in reality, and open us once again to the power of transfiguration for you and for all. For we must journey towards the cross to embody a theology of the cross which, flows its, which from flows its mission. For yes, God is most certainly in and among us among the joy and the celebration. And God is also leading us and among us as we embody the theology of the cross, creating holy houses wherever we go, houses of grace, mercy, and love, holy habitations of God in the places the world least expects, among peoples who are under assault, among the places of brokenness and shame, among the places the world has written off. For after all, we are what we are, and what we are needs no excuses. We deal our own deck, sometimes the ace, sometimes the deuces. We face life, though it's sometimes sweet and sometimes bitter. Face a life with a little guts and lots of glitter. Life's not worth a damn till you can say, hey world, I am what I am. For we are transfigured children of the Most High God, beloveds, with whom God is so well pleased and so desperately needs. Amen. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org/giving.